Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Faithfully Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Shipp, and I love stories. I love hearing people's stories. I think stories are at the very core of who we are because they tell how we became who we are and how we are becoming who we are going to be. Whether you were involved in a particular story and now you get to hear it from someone else's point of view and, and really develop a well-rounded viewpoint of what happened, or whether you are just someone who enjoys hearing someone else's story, get a chance to hear how they got to be where they are and, and maybe what they enjoy doing at a point in their lives. I think it's so vital to hear people's stories and to share our own. Well, today we get to hear the story of Rebecca Devine, 16-year-old CrossFit Games athlete out of Michigan. Rebecca is an incredible young lady that we get to hear how she came to CrossFit after being a competitive gymnast, what she's doing now to try and, and, and move forward in the sport of CrossFit, and how she is, is moving through deciphering her faith, her athleticism, her schoolwork, and, and just everything that's going on around her. I cannot wait for you to get a chance to hear from Rebecca. Hey, real quick, we just opened up our Patreon page. If you listen to, to this podcast, you like what you hear, maybe you, you get to see some of the other podcasts and really like it, would love for you to support us. We've got a couple of different tiers a month that, that we're going to send you some different things, some different updates, and, and maybe even some clothing as we get further on down the line. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's get right into hearing from Rebecca. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Faithfully Fit, the podcast slash uh, video cast again for this one. We are joined by Rebecca Devine. Um, now, here's the deal is, is I was going to start off by calling her one of the fittest teen athletes in the world, which is absolutely true. However, as I have learned personally through the people that I've worked out with, and I think as we've all learned from the uh, watching the semifinals and the way that the teens are performing, um, some of the, the people that have just moved out of the teens... I don't think it is any stretch to call Rebecca one of the fittest athletes in the world. Um, no need to throw teen in there. Um, Re Rebecca has qualified for the 2021 CrossFit Games as a 16, 17-year-old. Um, we have been keeping up with Rebecca from Instagram for a little bit now. Um, she followed us and we followed her back and have just absolutely loved everything that she's doing. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank you. Oh, well, absolutely. Do me a favor. Okay. So, so I don't know you well enough to, um, uh, to introduce you. Obviously that would be a little bit stalkerish. Um, you know, if, if I just started giving all the, the details of your life. So, uh, do me a favor, introduce us, um, tell us where you're from, what gym you go to and just some things about yourself. Yeah. So, um, I'm from Michigan. I go to dignified CrossFit. I've been doing CrossFit for, um, about two years, almost three. Oh, wow. Um, I was a gymnast before CrossFit and okay. I actually quit gymnastics because of an injury and um, started CrossFit because I needed something to do. So, um, what, so what, what injury did you have? Well, I actually had like tons of injuries. I broke okay. my hip in gymnastics. I had knee problems. Um, but the one injury that made me quit was I had right radial epiphysitis in my wrist. Oh my gosh. Um, so, like a growth plate problem. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're jumping right in, but I remember, Always. <laughs> um, it was pretty serious and, um, I didn't want to quit gymnastics. My goal was always college gymnastics. And, um, I had been doing it for eight years of my life when I, um, quit. And so 
my doctor finally sat me down and she was like, you can make the decision, but at this point, I think it's safe to say that your health is priority and um, you need to stop. So I remember my dad asking me, he said, do you think um, these things are happening to you to make you stronger or do you think it's time to move on? And, um, you know, in that moment, I was like, I didn't want to quit gymnastics, but looking back at all the things that I've done in CrossFit so far and all the people that I've met, it's just been so amazing. So that's how I got into CrossFit is um, a gymnastics injury. And then I just needed something to do. And we signed up for um, the team class at my local CrossFit gym. I did the team class for about two months until my coach was like, you need to get out of this team class. <laughs> so I started doing the adult class and then did the open in 2019 for my first year. And then we kind of just made a goal to qualify um, as a teenager in 2020. So that's how it started. And I've been loving it ever since. Wow. That's, yeah. that's amazing. Okay. So, so the, the injury to your wrist. So tell me, you know, what, what, I mean, did it prevent you from doing things like, like what was the danger with that injury that that was the, the kind of the turning point? Yeah. Well, I had um, a whole bunch of wrist complications before that. Like I had fractured my wrist and I had bone marrow swelling and a whole bunch of stuff, but okay. that one wrist injury was, I had a problem with my growth plate. So if I would have continued gymnastics, there was a, um, possibility that I could fracture and break my growth plate. And I was still growing at that point. So if I continued gymnastics, there was a slight possibility that I could have had some kind of deformation with the bone and problem with that. So um, that was a few years ago too. So yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean, does it still give you issues? I mean, is there still problems with it today? Um, I still have to be careful of my wrists, but um, like I wear wrist wraps whenever I'm lifting super heavy. But ever since um, I quit gymnastics and took some time off and rebuilt that strength and crossed it, my wrists have been feeling pretty good. So, wow. Yeah. Very nice. That's, well, that's good to hear. Okay. All yeah. right. So now, now I have a question for you. Now I know a lot of, as I've, as I've learned kind of the teen athlete scene, um, are you, do you do homeschool? Do you have regular school? Like, what does your schooling look like? Yeah, well, I was a full-time student, um, and then COVID hit, and so... And no one was a full-time student anymore. Right, exactly. And But that was actually really great for me because I switched to online, and so I did online half of last year and then all of this year. Um, so I was able to have a little bit more flexibility in my schedule for training and everything. So I don't know if a lot of people enjoyed doing school from home, but for me, it was really a blessing and really something great. So um, I'm planning on continuing doing online school again next year for training, but it worked out really good. So that's what has been happening right now. Okay. So, so you you talked about your, you talked about your schedule. So, so tell me what is a day in the life right now of, of Rebecca look like? Yeah, well, we're like, 20 days out from the games. So we're training quite a bit. Um, It's summer right now, so I'm not doing a lot of school. I am taking one class, so I have a little bit more flexibility over um, next year's school year. But so really right now is just trying to focus a lot on recovery, making sure I get lots of sleep. um, And I'm doing lots of training, um, focusing on food. So that's really been the main focus right now. But Mm-hmm. So how, many, how, many, how many sessions a day are you doing? Um, one large session some days, but most of the days have been two a days right now. 
Mm-hmm. So, and like what, what, uh, how, how long are your sessions? So when, when they're two a days, I mean, are they, what are they, hour, hour and a half, two hours, what you got? Um, most of the time I go three hours in the morning and three hours in the evening. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Well, you kind of buried the lead there, Rebecca. <laughs> you say, so sometimes you have one big session and sometimes, so what does one big session look like then? Like six um, hours or what you got? Yeah. About four and a half to five hours. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. That's incredible. It's so fun. Okay. So as a, as a 37 year old who struggles to recover, talking to teen athletes is so funny because you guys are like, oh yeah, you know, eh, work out for three hours. I work out for three. That's a long day for me. Like I'm going to go to the gym here in a little bit. I'm going to be there for an hour and a half and then I'm going to go take a shower and go back to work and, and I'm going to be toast for the rest of the day. Um, oh my gosh. All right. So when we're talking about six hours of training, so anywhere between four and a half and six hours of training a day, sorry, you got me all fired up now. So I'm talking faster. Um, Four and a half, six hours a day. So, so talk to me then about your eating then. I mean, you said you're really focusing on recovery. Talk to me about what does your eating look like right now? Yeah. Um, well, I'm eating a lot. I actually work with M2 and I uh-huh. um, talk to Mike directly. So um, definitely eating a lot of carbs. I eat a lot. Um, yes. My parents' normal grocery trip is to Sam's Club, you know, where people buy stuff in bulk. That's our normal weekly grocery, <laughs> grocery trip. So, yeah. Um, I try to eat super clean too. I don't actually eat a lot of meat. I eat mostly plant based, but oh, that's okay. my personal choice. Um, but I definitely eat a lot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So then, so so do you do you try and get up early and get into the gym early? Or I mean, I know without school, it's pretty flexible. I mean, yeah. you talk about trying to really focus on your sleep. What does what does the sleep look like for you? Yeah, well, um, I normally wake up around 6.37 to get to the gym around um, 7.38. Um, and then my evening session normally goes from like 4 to 8-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm getting home around 8.30. Um, I try to get to bed, like start my nighttime process around 9, 9.30, um, and then get sleeping by 10. So I get a full eight hours. Um, so that's been basically my schedule lately, but yeah. trying yeah, to, so, I mean, so you are, you are, uh, games training a hundred percent then there's, there's not a lot of in between, huh? Yeah, not really. <laughs> no, that's amazing. So, okay. So you, you said nighttime schedule. Talk, so talk to me more about your nighttime schedule. You, you say you try and start it by nine. What, what does that look like? Yes. Well, I love having slow mornings and like slow nighttime routines. So, um, I like to just get like wind down. I'll probably do some stretching, like maybe a Ramwad, um, make some nighttime tea, <laughs> um, yeah. read a little bit, and then try to fall asleep after that. So, oh, awesome! Oh, so yeah. read a little bit. What are you What are you reading right now? Um, I'm try to read my Bible every night. I'm actually reading in Mark right now. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I just That's finished awesome. Deuteronomy and I'm jumping around everywhere, but. Oh yeah. Well, well yeah. Going from Deuteronomy to, Deuteronomy to Mark, we are just, uh, we're, we're going back and forth. Right. <laughs> no, that's awesome though. That's, that's awesome. Definitely trying to, trying to slow it down. That's, so it's one of the things that I really struggle with is I struggle to slow down in the evenings. Like I have this tendency yeah. to like go, 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 go. And then it's like 10 o'clock and it's like, okay, time to go to bed. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to lay down and go to sleep. And yes, I struggle with that too. Yeah. Yeah. So trying to, trying to, it's really funny. So you talk about getting up at six thirty or seven, um, to get to the gym about seven thirty. I can tell you this much from when I was 17 years old. Um, and I remember my schedule, you were getting up about six hours earlier than what I was getting up when I was 17. If I got up before <laughs> noon, it was impressive. Um, 
So that's that's amazing. Okay, so now what um, what training are you doing right now? I mean, is it your gym's training? Is it are you following a program? Do you have a coach? What do you got? Yeah, well, I follow Comp Train for a majority of my programming, but then um, my coach adds in or takes stuff out um, depending on what I need. So that's been really great to have my personal coach at my gym. Um, she's awesome, and I'm super thankful for her. But she what's, kind of what's her name? Uh, Nikki Rogers. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. She's at a dignified CrossFit where I go. Um, but I follow comp train, but then she, um, just adds stuff in and takes stuff out that is more important to me and what I need for my training. So that's been super awesome. Yeah. I'm starting, it's interesting. I'm, I'm starting to see a lot more of that. I think as, as we get further on in this programming thing, I think what's happening is a lot of the top athletes like you and um, like uh, Alex Blazo, who goes to my gym, mm -hmm. um, that, that what we're seeing is that they're following the major programs, but then you have individual coaches who tweak those programs for each athlete. I, I think, I think we're starting to see even more of that than we, than we used to. I, I, I think we used to see a lot of coaches um, creating their own programming and then it just got so overwhelming because when yeah. you have personal you know, coaches at your gym, they're going to run the gym too. You know, as much as, as much as I would love to have a coach who just looks at me all of the time, um, they're having to do their own thing. So, okay. So now you talk about things that your coach tweaks, things that you need, takes out some things. So, so let me, let's talk strengths and weaknesses. Okay. And I, don't yeah. worry, I'm not asking you to give away any state secret here. Okay. So, so, so if, if you show up to the games, I want you to give me three movements, three events, whatever you want to give me, three of them that if it shows up, you're like, oh, it's on. Let's do this. Huh. Okay. Well, I love burpees. Okay. Okay. Now, here's <laughs> the, you ready? You ready? You have actually found a fellow burpee lover. Now, you and I are in the minority. You don't find that often. <laughs> uh, I know, right? You and I are in the minority. People, and, and here's the deal, is, uh, you know, people on my podcast usually are pretty nice, but on most podcasts, they would just rail us because we like burpees and nobody likes burpees. I'm with you though. I like burpees. Okay. So we got burpees. Yes. I love burpees. Um, I used to hate thrusters, but I've actually been enjoying thrusters a lot lately. So okay. maybe some thrusters. And then I like chest to bar too. That would be fun. Oh, home girl. Like, okay. I'm, I'm not with you on the thrusters. Uh, I can't <laughs> do that, but, but oh man, chest to bar burpees. Oh, I'm absolutely. Now, how how yeah. tall are we? Um, five, two, five, three on a good day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Absolutely. So on, on days when you, you sleep inverted, where your head is lower than your feet. Yes. You're five, three, huh? Very nice. That's awesome. Okay. All right. So you show up to the gym and in the programming, there are three movements that you just know it's going to be the worst day of your entire life. What three movements are they? Can I actually, can I tell you the first one? I, I think I know the first one is for you because I've gone back and watched the videos. Um, gotta be box jumps. Boxes eat you alive. Oh my. <laughs> they definitely do. Uh, especially in the online qualifier workout or the quarterfinals workout with the 30 inch box. That was... I mean, you're five two. That's basically as tall as you. I mean, so <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I mean, that's a, that is a, that was, it was a, it was a, an incredibly different workout for guys and girls because oh, of that. For sure. Like if yeah. you guys did 24, it would make sense. But I mean, you guys doing a 30 is like guys doing a 36. Yeah. I mean, that would Oh, I was, so when I did it, I was taking a, a running start to it, basically. Like, like, I, I mean, it was, they were, everybody was kind of laughing at me because they were like, wow, boy, you know, I was like, no, no, you guys don't understand. Like, I hate box jumps, like, like, especially tall box jumps. I just, yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm a short white guy. Like I don't jump. Like <laughs> and, um, and so like 
I'm going, I would like, like take like two running steps to jump up to this box. And I was like, I got to thinking I was watching your video and I was watching some other ladies videos. I was like, I don't know how y'all did that. That's amazing. Well, and it was paired with like heavy overhead squats. It wasn't too Mm -hmm. heavy, but overhead squats. And so your legs were burnt out. And then you were like, now I got to try to jump up to this box. Oh yeah. When you've got the, and, 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 and so I always hate it. Cause then as the workout goes on, you do that deal where like when you, you go to jump, I don't know if it happened to you, but like you go to jump and it feels like that point, like where your knees won't bend anymore. And you're like, Oh no, I'm going to hit my shins. Like there's that moment of panic. Like, oh my gosh. So yeah. Yes. Oh yes. Now were, were you able to use a, did you have a soft box or did you have to use a wood box? No, we had a wood box. Oh yeah. No, I was using a soft box and I was afraid of hitting my shins. I mean, oh. using a wood box, I can't even imagine. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest, I'm the biggest CrossFit wuss in the world. So like, <laughs> like I don't want to use a wood box. If I use a wood box, man, I'm wearing like my knee sleeves on my shins. Um, oh yeah. Like I always wear, like I wear, anytime I have to put my hands on a, on a pull-up bar, I'm wearing grips because I hate ripping. I hate ripping to the point where I just, I won't even do it. So, and, and so for, that's amazing for using a wood box. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm taking over. Give me <laughs> two more, two more movements that you you do not want to see when you show up to the gym oh running running okay running is rough um (laughs) (laughs) but also like i don't mind front squats i actually really like front squats but Mm -hmm. if you put front squats in a workout i'm not horrible at them but i just hate them (laughs) yeah i understand that i understand that's always people always have those where like they don't mind the movement but for some reason the movement in the middle of the workout it just makes it awful Yes. I gotcha. Very nice. Okay. So now we're talking about, talking about the, 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 the quarterfinals, but, but also I kind of want to talk about the quarterfinals and the, um, the, the AGOQ. So you did both of them, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I did a few workouts of the quarterfinals. I didn't do all of them, but I yeah. tested a few of them. Okay. What was it like testing a few of the, 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 the quarterfinals workouts and then doing relatively similar, if not the same workouts in the AGOQ. Like, did you like that? Did you not like it? What what was kind of the dynamic for you? Yeah. Well, for me personally, like I did the GHD pistol rope climb one, um, Mm -hmm. in the quarterfinals. And then we had, you got to do that again. Oh yeah. We had a pretty similar one in the online qualifier. So, Mm -hmm. um, I beat my score by quite a bit, but that was kind of good to like test it out kind of, but, um, for other athletes who were competing in both the quarterfinals and online qualifier, I think that would get a little annoying. Um, oh, but for me personally, it was it was okay, and I liked yeah. um, the similarity for sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so so kind of want to talk about the the AGOQ for you then. Okay, because so you finished sixth, blew yeah. it out of the water. By the way, well done. Thank um, you. So what was what was the high point of the AGOQ for you? Yeah, well, coming out of the open, I think I was 24th in the open. Um, the open was not my best performance at all. Um, going into it, my coach and I, our goal was to just finish top 200, top 10%. Um, and that's really all we had to do. So coming out of the open, really shifting my mindset um, onto the online qualifier and just being confident in myself and my training. Um and seeing that happen in the Island Qualifier was really awesome to see. It was super exciting. So um, I guess just my overall performance and mentality throughout the weekend coming out of the Open is what I'm most proud of. Oh, nice. Absolutely. Yeah. So, 
Okay, um, obviously, I mean, finish the 24th in, in the Open and being able to say that it wasn't your best Open is, is, is still impressive. Did you expect to finish sixth? I mean, sixth is, is unbelievable. Did you did you expect to finish that high in the AGOQ? I don't know. I mean, I don't think I was going in where I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be sixth. But um, coming out of the Open, I was a little more confident in myself than going into the Open. Um so I wouldn't say I was like totally surprised, but I wasn't totally not surprised either. <laughs> I that. No, absolutely. Yeah. So so then what was your what was your favorite workout in the AGOQ? Favorite workout. Hmm. I love lifting heavy, so I really mm-hmm. liked the front squats. Um mm-hmm. but I also really liked the um Power clean double under one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seventy was power it? cleans and three hundred doubles. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that one. So was it, so. Let's see. Did you was that workout three? Because I one of because I think that was workout three. Because because one of them you took a you finished ninth in the world. Yes. Um, that was that, I, mean, I mean, you had a you know a sixteenth, a fifteenth, a ninth, eleventh, and a fifteenth. So it's not like you had any that were like super low. But I mean, you know, the ninth was obviously the the best one. And so you did that nine oh one nine oh one. Oh my gosh. I did that. I did that in like 1045 and I was proud of myself. I was like, oh yeah. All right. Nine. Oh, you were, you were fully recovered by the time I finished. That's a, that's absolutely amazing. So, so let me ask you this then. Um, was, was six, was it enough of a buffer for you to not be worried during the waiting period of, of video review and all that stuff? Or was there still a, a bunch of nervousness for you? Yeah, I mean, there was definitely a little bit of cushion, especially that they're taking top 20 this year instead of top 10. Um, but the video process is so nerve-wracking. That's probably my least favorite part, just waiting for the invite, like checking my email every day. Um, so it was still definitely nerve-wracking, but I felt a little bit more confident being sixth rather than closer to the cutoff mark. But yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I believe that. I mean, because... That's even, you know, I've, I've never done anything as big as the games, but I mean, even, even other events that I've done, I mean, just waiting on it to review a video is, oh, it's miserable. And for you guys, it seemed like it took, I'm not saying it took months, um, but it seemed like it took a little bit longer for them to give you the final okay. Like it was, there was never like this definitive, like an email was like, hey, you're in or, or, you know, or, or a real hard deadline that, you know, CrossFit sometimes sets and they don't really abide by it, but at least they set it, you know, where it's like, okay. Right now, you're gonna. It, it just kind of seemed like like the deadline came and went, and then everybody was just kind of like, "Okay, I I guess I'm in." Like, I, I mean, that's how exactly that? how it felt. <laughs> <laughs> like there was a a long waiting period. So for a while, I was like, "Okay, I'm not gonna post anything about it." Like people are congratulating me, but I'm like, "Thanks, it's not official yet." And then all of a sudden, it was official, and I was like, "I'm going to the games." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what was that like? What was that realization like? I mean, when, when you finally realized, I mean, this is a goal. When you finally realized I'm going to the games, like, what was that like? Yeah. Well, I feel like I still haven't fully realized it yet. Like I need to be on the plane and like going to Madison. I'm like, I'm going to Madison. <laughs> but um, I remember I was sitting in the same room as my mom when I got the email and it was just like, congrats, Rebecca, you're going to the games. And then when I got the, um, Google Forms for like the sizing. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, this is real. <laughs> this is real. 
<laughs> so, okay. So, so I, I usually ask this question one way. I'm going to phrase it a different way. Aside from, aside from getting all of the gear, because that's always, when people go for the first time, that's always what they, they're looking forward to the most. Yes. Aside from that, what are you looking forward to the most about, about going to the games? Huh. Well, um, I qualified in 2020 uh-huh. um, as 14, 15 year old. So with that season being cut short, um, I think really I'm just excited to go out there and compete. You know, that was a huge disappointment last year. So being able to qualify and now actually go compete is definitely something I'm looking forward to the most. Oh, yeah. So now, obviously, you guys have a different schedule this year than in years past. You guys are going to be Tuesday to Thursday. Do you know anything about the week aside from the fact that you're working out Tuesday to Thursday yet? Not really. (laughs) I have check-in on the 25th, and that's really all I know. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Um, so, okay. So then would you, would you prefer to know things ahead of time or would you just rather show up and, you know, like, Hey, you guys tell me when to be here and I'll be there. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely a person where I like to have things lined up, like tell me where to be and I'll be there. But at the same time, especially going into the games, I feel like if I get it right at that moment, I won't have time to overthink it. So <laughs> yeah. I, I'm okay with both. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely one of those people like, I do way better in events that I don't know beforehand because I, I'm not going to overanalyze it and break it down and strategize. It's like, just go. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. So then what is in, in terms of preparation? Um, uh, I don't, I don't want to ask too broad of a question here. What does, what does preparing for the games look like? So outside of, outside of, of the workouts, obviously, you know, you are working out six hours a day, sometimes one session, sometimes two outside of athletically, what does preparation for the games look like for you? Yeah, well, um, athletically is a huge thing because we know nutrition and sleep and recovery is a huge part of it. But um, I think mentally and um, being strong mentally going into that is so important. So um, my coach and I have talked about like visualizing and um, being confident in my training. I struggle with that sometimes and knowing like I deserve to be there and being confident in myself, but, um, along with mentality, I think also being strong in my faith is a huge aspect of going into the games. Um, just knowing where my identity lies and, um, going into competition, knowing my identity is in Christ. So physically and mentally is a huge aspect of training. Yeah. I I hear it's amazing. I hear that a lot. The more that I talk to people, the more I hear that when we, especially for, for athletes of your faith, um, that when our identity is rooted in, in Christ, that it's it's not that I have to go and win this because if I don't win, I'm going to be something less than what I want to be. That, and that, that's such right. a cool dynamic to hear. Um, so I don't want to jump ahead of myself because if I do, it's, it was, it was, you're going to get me started on, on the faith side and I'm going to get talking. We're going to forget all this other stuff. But so, okay. So then in terms of when are you, when are you actually getting to Madison? Then? Are you, you, I mean, I know you got to check in on the 25th. Are you getting there sooner or are you flying in the 25th and checking in? Um, my mom and I are flying in on the 24th. Okay. So, okay. and then we have everybody else coming up later in the week. Um, but my coach will be there the 24th. Um, so we'll have the 24th to just like get everything settled, chill, maybe drop into a CrossFit gym somewhere mm-hmm. and then check-ins 25th and then 
compete on Tuesday. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, um, so staying in a hotel, Airbnb, RV, what you got? Yeah. Well, um, my grandparents are actually coming up from Arizona and they're uh-huh. driving in their motorhome. Oh, nice. So yeah. Um, I plan on staying with them in the motorhome, but if things like, if I don't sleep good there, then I'll probably stay in my coach with my coach in the hotels that she's staying at. So nice. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's it. You got to, got to do the RV thing at the game. So yes. I, I'm going to be there this year and, and so I love it. I'm going to be there. I'm buying everybody that I support. I'm buying all their shirts. It's really funny. I think, I think now I have too many shirts for the days. Um, <laughs> and so like, I'm going to have to take multiple shirts so I can like change between events. It's really funny. Like, I'm going to be changing clothes more than you guys are. So that way I can make sure so I have all my shirts. Um, and so, uh, but, but that's, it's one of the things like I always hear is that, that like RVing at, at these big CrossFit events is like something that you just got to do. So I'm, I'm really excited that you do the RV thing. And I guess, you know, too, with all the behind the scenes of, you know, I mean, I, I guess we've all seen him, you know, rich sitting out in the RV out in the parking lot. Yes. You know, so who knows, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe your RV will be parked right next to Rich's. Uh, you guys will be best friends by the end of the, uh, end of the weekend. So, but okay. Um, so Speaking of shirts, speaking of shirts, I, I don't want to forget, um, speaking of shirts, how is it that people can support you as you get ready for the games? Yeah. So um, my gym just came out with shirts um, like a week ago um, mm-hmm. that are in their Instagram bio. But those, I think the last day to order them is like tomorrow. Oh, okay. Um, well, we'll, we'll, we'll try to get have... this up soon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we also have a GoFundMe. Um, okay. So that people can donate to. How can they can just access that through? Is that on your, your Instagram bio or? Yeah, that's in my Instagram. That's in my gym's Instagram. Um, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right. So now, now next question then, here you go. Um, you know, we, we've kind of alluded to this the whole time that we've been talking. Um, but, but talking about your faith, uh, one of the things that the more that I see you post and the things that I see you post, especially, um, you know, you, you don't just post a token Bible verse here and there. Not, not that I don't appreciate when people are, are, are trying to encourage with that, but some of the real depth that you, you post is absolutely amazing. Tell me, I, tell me a little bit about when, when is it that you came to faith in Christ? How has that developed in your life? Yeah, well, um, it's crazy. Um, I don't really have like a crazy testimony like some people do. Like I wasn't, out doing crazy things. And all of a sudden I was like, my life has changed. Um, but there was definitely a point, um, where I was like, I grew up in a Christian home, so it was always something that was in my life, but I never really chose to commit to it myself. Um, so when I finally picked up my Bible and I actually started reading it and spending intentional time learning about who Jesus actually was and even theology at some point um, and understanding my personal relationship with Christ. That's when things really started to grow. And when I was actually like, okay, this is what it is. So. Yeah. Yeah. Made, made it a, made it a, a, a personal moment rather than just something that you lived in the midst of. Yes. Uh, that's, exactly. pretty awesome. that's pretty awesome. And, and I hear that a lot. And, and because it is, I mean, you know, our faith is something that is, it's personal. It's between us and Christ. Um, it's not just something that we live in the midst of. So then you're very open about it though. Um, and, and not just open about it, but when, when you share, um, man, there's really, 
a lot of thought that is put into it. So why is it when you post about those types of things, why is it that you share the way that you do? I mean, is it, is it just a, are you just feel compelled to, is there a purpose? What, what do you got? Yeah. Well, um, my favorite Bible verse is Matthew five sixteen. Um, just so your light must shine for all men that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly father. Um, and that's been a huge part of my life for forever. Um, competing in gymnastics. I remember my mom and I used to sing this little light of mine on the way to the competitions. Um, and you know, at all competitions, just trying to shine his light. So people bring him glory. Um, and so I've had to kind of come into the realization that CrossFit is something that I do, but it's not ultimately something that people should see me for. And so, um, like the one post I made the other day, I was talking about, um, glorifying God. And I think it's easy to want people to see me and see my accomplishments, but, um, I think it's also important to remember that through me, I think people should see him um, more than anything. So I think most of my posts just come from a humble heart and just knowing that I don't deserve anything and it's all for him. So um, just sharing what he has done in my life and hopefully just sharing the gospel and that people can see him through me is just my heart posture towards everything. Oh yeah. Well, I love, and so I love that you say heart posture. Um, that's, it's amazing being in the situation that you're in about to get more exposure than you've ever got, um, in front of hopefully thousands of people at the CrossFit games and, and to be talking about, um, giving glory to God in, in a setting where you could really take a lot of glory for yourself, um, is, is, it really is amazing to, to look at that and to, to have that, like you said, a heart posture, um, is, is such a cool, um, a cool way that you phrased it. I, I must've read that post three or four times. And, and for everybody that is watching and listening, like seriously, go and go back and look at, at Rebecca's post because it is it, just the one, the maturity in it, but also the way that you were seeking in, I mean, you're getting ready to go to the games and we're, we're doing a podcast about you because you are one of the best crossfitters on the face of the earth. And here you are glorifying God in the midst of it. That's such an awesome thing. And it's kind of one of the things like with Faithfully Fit. That's why, you know, it's why I, I reached out to you through all your posts that I've seen is, is that, you know, we just weren't using our faith as the platform. It's it's not the end goal. It's it's the means to the end goal, which is, right. is so awesome. So so speaking then of, of end goals, what is it that you want to do? I mean, and do you know? I mean, I, I know you, you're not, you know. I don't know if you're in a position where you're like, Hey, this is what I want to do with my life. Or I really want to do this. Or, or maybe I, I want to be a crossroad. What is it that you're looking to do long-term? I have really no idea. <laughs> That's really something that I've been trying to think about lately. Um, for a while I was interested in like health aspect of um, things. Like I was super interested in sports medicine for a while. Mm -hmm. um, I think lately I've been interested in nutrition, mm -hmm. but at this Ooh. point, I really have no idea. Well, yeah, no, and I, I mean, I'm not trying to freak you out. Sorry, you kind of went. Oh. I was like, oh no, I'm like freaking you out. No, I mean, and at this point, you don't really need to. I just say it, it, it's cool because you know, I mean, that's one of the things that I talk about a lot is that that you know, uh, our calling is where our passion meets our preparation, and, and and obviously, you know, you're you're getting so many things that that you're learning so much, and I mean, you're on the phone with Mike Malloy, and you're you know, you're 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 getting coached up, and and so it's interesting you talk about that you were you're interested in sports medicine and the nutrition, and you can just see all of the parts of, of the lives coming together, and 
Um, so yeah, no, I didn't. So, so as far as CrossFit then, so not trying to look too far past the CrossFit games. I, I know that, you know, you have the athlete mindset and this is, this is what we're focused on, but I mean, so what, what comes after the CrossFit games? I mean, are you trying to do other big competitions? Um, are you just kind of staying focused on the games every year? How does that work for you? Yeah, well, this year I'm actually um, planning on going back to the pit in September. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that will be tons of fun. And then um, next year, I still have one more year in the teenage division. So qualifying for the games again next year is a goal. Um oh. And then from there, hopefully quarterfinals and semifinals and maybe sometimes in the future an individual appearance at the games. But right now, just probably the pit in September and then the games next year is really the main focus. Very nice. Do you have, do you got any, any dreams or aspirations of, of, of going and competing in the teenage division at some of these other big comps like Wadapalooza or maybe somewhere overseas or something? Oh yes. That, um, Sounds so fun. Wadapalooza, <laughs> Granite Games, all those sound so fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah, I'm sure if you're if your parents are in the room listening, they're like, Kyle, shut up, please stop reading the deal. Oh man, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. Well, oh, okay, so do me a favor, tell everybody, um, where can they find you on social media? Yes. Um, well, I'm on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's just Rebecca Divine with two E's. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. So, oh yeah, and so, and so guys, seriously, go give her a follow. One, just to, okay, for several reasons. Okay, one, we talked about. I love, love the posts about your faith. It is so they're so mature and and just an awesome read. Um, you are, I, I love to. You are the very first person to laugh at yourself. You do not take yourself too seriously. Um, and so I, I, I love that. I mean, like I said, the the posts about the box jumps were it was just it was hilarious. Uh, those are great, uh, and, and and then too, just to just to keep up and, and support Rebecca is is something uh, you know, I know as far as as this weird world of social media and CrossFitters. I mean, the more support that we can give, awesome, amazing young CrossFitters like like you and so many others that I've talked to, um, the more clout that we give you guys, and and hopefully, I mean, hey, you know what? I'd love for you to be a, a professional at nineteen and doing this and sharing the gospel and CrossFitting as a living. Um, so, so definitely guys go and, and, and support Rebecca that way and be cheering forward the games. If you are, if you are there at the games, make sure that you, you, you know, say hi, don't stop her. Cause you know, she's focused, but you know, you know, yell for her at least. Cause I'll be yelling for her. Um, <laughs> but Rebecca, thank you for taking time out of this. I mean, especially with your, your six hours of training, I, I'm, I'm, I appreciate you taking time to, to stop uh, eating. I'm sure in between your hours of, of training, you know, you're just having to constantly eat. So yes, I was just eating before this. So <laughs> what were you eating? Uh, I had pasta. Oh, that sounds so good. Oh my yes. God. You're making me hungry. Stop it. Um, well, Hey Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us. I really, really appreciate this. Yes. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Absolutely. All right. Hey, good luck at the games. Thank you.